Hi everyone and welcome to the Sweet Spot on a Farm podcast episode 37 part 2. If you haven't listened to the first part of my interview with Tony Floreal, I recommend that you go back and do that because in the first part Tony explained what flow is and how the equiscope he uses can help us achieve such a state quicker. In this part we continue to talk about the state of flow and the ways to achieve it naturally. We also chat about modern technology and its impact on how we communicate and Tony's magic flow bus. Enjoy! Can we, or is it possible for us, to actually recalibrate, as you say, by ourselves without the need to use this absolutely magic flow machine? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's my goal because I don't, I don't want people to be uh, attached to the machine. It's just there as a tool, right? Again, like there's nothing wrong with smartphones. It's just that we're not mature enough, a lot of us, to use it properly. Because it is a fascinating technology. We can leverage, um, you know, a lot of different aspects of it, right? But what ends up happening is we become um, slaves to the technology. So back to your question, like you totally can connect and recalibrate um, yourself without the machine, you know? I I work with people that, um, so I, I do two levels, right? I literally are recalibrating them, but I'm helping them remember so they, they could do it themselves. So I'm educating them on how they can do it naturally through nature, through movement, through singing, through dancing, through laughing, through nutrition, through breathing, through, you know, it's just all the other ways that we access flow naturally. And um, and then the machine's always there as a um, just a quicker way, right? It's just you know, because a lot of people um, they they don't need the experience first, you know, because they're so ecstatic and they're so uh, distorted with their their body, mind, and spirit that they if you talk to them about nutrition, if you talk to them about like you know, um, changing their lifestyle, they're just gonna like blow it off, right? But if you give them the direct experience within an hour, now they're open to listening to uh, other possibilities, you know? Well, I think the problem is that we also almost forgotten what it's like to feel that way. <laughs> to feel at, at, at the best, because most of us don't. We're just too busy and too stressed most of the time to realize that we could feel differently but i also i think you you touched on on the technology saying when you said that we are not mature enough to you know not be slaves to technology i think the problem with the humankind is that the technology evolves way quicker than us as human beings we just don't evolve quickly enough to be able to deal with it and I think our particularly our nervous system is just lagging behind technology and it's gonna I mean, it's for us to progress to catch up with it, it's gonna take, you know, donkeys. It's not gonna happen overnight. Yeah. Um so it's great that it is possible to achieve that state naturally and I suppose that's where the magic flow bus. You had your first one. Uh, last month here in Northern Ireland. Yeah, first international one. Yes, it was great. And the machine wasn't there. So it just shows you that 
obviously it is possible to do it naturally yeah. and there is a lot for us to learn so tell me about the magic flow bus how did you come to you know to develop such an event and and I said, how long have you been doing it uh so yeah we started magic flow bus in july of 2017 and again uh, as i mentioned earlier um some basically a medical doctor and an entrepreneur um i met at a, a biohacking conference called bulletproof you know famous for the bulletproof coffee and so just through mutual friends they had seen my lifestyle through like instagram and you know they see me with this machine they see me like working with some of the big names in the industry and and um they were just like how are you doing this like is there a way that you can teach people how to do do this and so through brainstorming um it came down to like um I always wished that I had this was the school that I, I grew up going to. So that was my inspiration was uh, and motivation was like, how can we create a school for um, children uh, and people of all ages, the school that we wish we went to growing up. So a lot of the things that they took out because of budget reasons like music and art and creativity, um, um, mechanics, you know, auto shop. Uh, making clothes, um, you know, cooking, cleaning, household stuff. Um, these are all important things that are like crucial to being a human being and part of our evolution. So they were like, let's create a, a company, you know, and, and it came down to um, a cartoon called the Magic School Bus where they would take field trips you know, to like outer space and they would learn about the earth and the sun and the galaxy. They would take uh, field trips to other countries. So a lot of what I've learned was through my travels. And my mom always said like the best education is traveling. And so I really listened to that. And everywhere I went, I saw like how people were different. I saw different cultures. I heard different languages and sounds and tasted different foods and And I always like and, and experienced like different like uh, religion ceremonies, right? So I was like, why, why is everybody different in different parts of the world? Yet we all, you know, down to our nakedness are the same. And um, so that's kind of the inspiration with the magic uh, flow bus was again taking off from all these different uh, experiences and then delivering. Uh, how to get back into that alive optimal state within um, a day and so we started with a 12 hour a 12 plus hour day and then because people had so much like they they rediscovered themselves they rediscovered a connection with the other people that were attending um, they rediscovered the connection to nature they were like can we do this over a weekend And so that's how I evolved to like a one day event to like multiple day event. And uh, and that's pretty much it is like, how can I provide different access uh, to flow, whether through technology, medicine, art, music, education, you know, movement, sports, and let's create an event where um, people can sort of taste all these realms and then bring home to them the tools that they can live this on a daily basis 
it's an amazing idea and, and i and i i've been privileged enough to experience that at the weekend uh, when you put on the magic robots here and it is incredible i mean and we've forgotten so much since you were children and and you're right there is so much that we used to learn at school as children and kids today don't learn these things like to use their instincts i suppose some schools do that but as children we had days when we had to it was like a survival day type of thing we had to i remember we had to bring our gas mask to the school our um waterproof raincoat our wellies and we embarked on something like 10 mile uh, walk through the woods wearing our gear our wellies our, our raincoat and our gas mask <laughs> And I can't remember, it. the whole day was crazy. We spent walking through the woods and we were like building shelters and, you know, learning all these survival skills. Kids don't do that at school anymore. And it was fun as well. And we were, it gave us, I remember it was always, it gave me such a high. I always came home like so excited and this is what we did today. Wasn't that amazing? And we learned through that as well. But it did give you, apart from skills it it gave you that kind of high and connection to the kids you were in the class with yeah and skills to um you know be independent and autonomous to survive to work um as a, a group in a community um you know you know a lot of things we're learning is just theory in school they're they're putting us having us sit in chairs when we're, we want to move uh, why is it that we're not like moving first to just work out the body so that the mind can be focused? Why are kids being given, you know, Adderall and Ritalin, all kinds of like behavioral and attention drugs? You know, because it's not the issue with the kid. Like, what kid wants to sit still, right? And so, these are just fundamental like knowledge like how is it that the education system does not understand like how this works like how we work as as children and the developmental uh de developmental period an adult i mean from a kid to an adult there's adolescence right there's no one's really listening and that's the other thing that like we want to bring in magic flow bus is the ability to listen to yourself the ability to listen to your environment to listen to each other you know survival skills i mean you grew up we grew up in the cold war period right so i also lived in an area where we had earthquakes in san francisco so we had those like you know uh drills where you know the emergency siren would go off and we'd go under our desk so that was preparing for either earthquake or a nuclear uh holocaust or something you know and so um we didn't really understand like what that was but it was fun like you said right it was it was we weren't sure but those skills came into effect later when I asked you how to deal with emergency situations uh, when people like crashed in a car or you know just um, seeing a lady fall over and crack her head on the side of the road or you know it was like um, people are literally um, gonna become deer in headlights 
right? And I learned that the hard way, jumping out of an airplane without any instructors, right? Like I became a deer in headlights, and the instructors that were jumping out with me had to literally shake me to my senses to pull my, so I could pull my my ripcord, you know, from my parachute. And I vowed in myself that I never let myself become a deer in headlights when shit hit the fan or there was a chaos you know and so we're not taught these kind of things as kids like how to stay calm under pressure uh what is situational awareness to be aware of your environment for threats you know but also be aware of just different things that will stimulate the brain for creativity and ideas right um different tools to access creativity listening to music moving the body through dance um, tasting different foods, right? Having conversation. Like, when's the last time we would sit down at a table, the family, without any distractions and actually talk to each other, right? Everybody's with their phones. And so we're bringing back, like, all these important uh, traditions that have been around forever, you know? It's, it's much needed because of the direction humanity's going with technology and and uh, technology is amazing. I love it. You know, it's just responsible use of it. So, yeah, I think that's really important. Um, the responsibility, and and I think that's part of the problem that kids aren't really taught that. At, in many schools, quite young kids are taught to use a smartphone or a tablet, um, as a kind of help to learn. Um, to acquire knowledge, yet they aren't taught how to move properly. They aren't taught about nutrition. They aren't taught about connection with other people. They aren't taught simple things like paying attention out mm-hmm. in the nature. They are taught about technology but when they fidget on a chair because they need to move they are given tablets for ADHD it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> and it is quite scary as well yeah yeah and also you know back to education right a lot of things are taboo and uh, society is just just slow you know so I mean there's been education on like uh, sex education but like a lot of times kids are learning about this stuff from like their peers right like their parents aren't talking about it it's like maybe against your religion like it's taboo like whatever the reason but it's like responsible use of your bodies with another human you know um if you're gonna drink alcohol or smoke uh or do any of these other kind of substances that come outside like understanding like Um, what it is the dosage to use like how to do it safely because if you just tell kids like don't do it of course they're gonna do it yeah (laughs) right we all forbidden fruits come on (laughs) exactly right and so um right now uh cannabis is getting legalized or decriminalized in many parts of the world uh psychedelic uh, uh as well and so you know it's not these are like tools you know like we understand like drinking coffee is also like um altering altering our consciousness right so um understanding like you know obviously if you drink too much coffee like what the effects are or drink too much alcohol like 
everybody's starting to get educated about these other substances and and so I think kids should be educated on everything so that they can make a decision, an empowered decision, um, and understand like what peer pressure is and understand like how to how to be themselves and stand in their own like two feet and with a strong spine, right? So they don't have to worry about bullying. They don't have to worry about um, you know, they don't need like other people's approval, right? Like and so these are the type of things that it's so important to me to to do it in a fun way with Magic Flow Bus, right? Is to to bring these things back. Like, let's go learn like archery for the day, right? Let's go rock climb. Let's let's um, do group dancing. Let's you know make food together, right? Let's figure out where our food comes from because we're so disconnected, right? So. Um, what to do when you're uh, you're having a meltdown, right? Like how to like gain control of your physiology and understand like that you become identified with your mind, you know, and lost touch with your body and, and environment. So how do you take a time out, gain control of your breathing? Or if you're in a situation where you can't take your time out, how to again regain your um, poise, you know? And so that way, your ability to do that is going to help other people around you in an emergency situation to remain calm. And and then you just naturally become a leader, right? A leader is it's just something that um, I feel is a natural expression of someone that is, is, uh, is tuned, right, and connected. It's not like something that you have to use your ego or try to, like, um, compete with others, you know, it's just naturally cooperative and all the top teams in the world, the top organizations, uh, before they start being, um, corrupted by the bottom line or the stocks, you know, um, uh, or the, you know, people uh, that like buy stocks, right. These organizations have the most amazing connection and group flow. They're able to work as a unit for like a common goal, right? So that's what's amazing about like what we're teaching is that we're helping people um, learn that in a weekend and then take that back into their life and actually integrate it because that's the hardest part. You know, the fun part is doing the event, but the work begins after, you know, when you have to apply it back into the world. Actually, you, you mentioned group flow there, and I, I can absolutely see how your Magic Flow Bus is an absolutely terrific event for a family. Like, today we live such a fast, stressful life that we don't really often take the time to spend time together and work together. And I think for a family to spend the two days together and listening learning but also getting to work and do tasks together and learn build that kind of team work and team thinking and that sort of group flow it's incredibly important and it's such a great experience but as you said i suppose the hard work is to leave after the weekend and maintain that going learn how to incorporate that into the family and individual lives yeah yeah, that's the hardest part. I mean, that's, you know, anything is hard, as we were saying, with technology, when, you know, with 
the maps and GPS when all of a sudden, you know, the map's telling you what to do and you just follow orders. But if that technology was to to go, um, like, to break or the power would go out, go out, like, do you have the ability within your own mind to, to navigate the world without, like, uh, a smartphone, right? And so the same thing, like, it, we've, we've atrophied, uh, those parts of our brain that were always natural to uh, use our memory to remember our friends or people's phone numbers to um, to navigate the world through streets and uh, landmarks and uh, to ask for help like no one's actually talking to each other on the street you walk and no one's even making eye contact not even like acknowledging each other because people walk on the street looking into their smartphones yeah people don't look at each other and people don't look around the world anymore they just constantly look at their phones we've been trained you know we've been trained to consume we've been trained that our attention has been taken away from us Right. So uh, emotional intelligence, like people don't know how to talk to each other. They don't know how to listen. Right. Families are having a hard time because that part of their brain has atrophied. You know, there's nothing wrong sometimes to like raise your voice to make a point um, or to say like, hey, like, how come you're not listening to me? Like how many of us had like uh, kids and teenagers, we were like like trying to get our parents attention right and yet they weren't listening but if we were loud enough maybe at that point they would stop what they were doing and and like actually look at you in the eye and be right in front of you and and acknowledge you and say like what's up right and so these are the things that we want to bring back you know again is the ability to communicate i mean that's why again podcasts are taking off right because people are able to express this this kind of message and um and 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 it's also helping us to listen you know and so how to communicate without interrupting each other how many times do people cut each other off when they're talking right and it affects relationships and you know we we can um agree to disagree but at least like put out everything on the table put everything on the table so that both sides can understand like what what we're at where we're at and then um then have the ability to like come to some kind of like balance or middle ground or harmony and uh and and that takes work again It, it hurts the brain but anything that requires effort and work will stick you have neuroplasticity that takes time it doesn't like the the materials of the brain and the body their wiring doesn't just develop like in that instant you might have the aha moment but to really like ingrain it and make it permanent it takes like months you know they said about 66 days according to research to build a new neural pathway so if you have old habits that hijack you and you go into autopilot which is where most people are you know, they're sleepwalking through life. It's going to take effort to undo that. And it's going to take effort to relearn a skill or to learn a new skill, right? And then once you know it, you can't unknow it. We all know how to ride a bike, right? Even if it's gone years without riding, we'll, just get, we'll be wobbly. But then, boom, you're, you got it. So that's with anything. So everybody wants everything instant and quick and 
that's not how the brain works. You know, evolution took millions of years, as you said, Susanna, right? Like it literally doesn't happen overnight. Like we need to have like patience. We need to like think of the long game and the bigger picture and, and, and work every day a small step to that uh, outcome. So, But I suppose when we do not have the patience and um, going back to something you said, you, you, you mentioned uh, issues with couples with regards to communication and stuff. And I wonder, actually, you just gave me an idea. Do you ever get couples to help and treat and get into the flow state with your machine yeah i mean it, it i never did it like in that direct manner which is a great idea i might have to implement that <laughs> thank you because i wonder you know would that help because a lot of couples would go for you know therapy and and i wonder maybe because a lot of the time what the issue is it with communication and and, and again going back to the, our problem with technology that's a lot of the time it's a problem because we're not paying attention to each other we don't talk to each other so i wonder achieving a flow state and realizing what it is and how that could help in communication perhaps sometimes that could be the answer to a lot of the problems when it comes to a relationship between two people yeah absolutely i mean uh there's so many different modalities now that helps people wake up and wake up as a couple as a group the issue is is people fall back to sleep or they get distracted right mm. so um you know some of these technologies are actually what what i found personally like because i've played ice hockey and i've ridden big waves and been slammed so i've had a lot of like uh body and brain injuries so i always had um what i called morning demons like despite like getting you know seven to nine hours of sleep i would wake up exhausted um so it wasn't until i actually had like my blood measured and ob objectively measured to see what was missing and then had that replenished through nutrition and supplementation did those morning demons go away and it was because my brain wasn't working properly so if your brain is only working at you know 50% capacity and you go into the world and you're experiencing stress you're going to you're going to see the world in a very skewed way and so if, if partners in relationships if you, each person has a brain each that's not working efficiently they're going to start like perceiving the weird the world weird including what each other says they're going to project things they're going to take things personally so what i've found that if we could somehow like through the machine or other means to raise the energy of the tissue and then once the brain is working at its full capacity you experience the same stress as you had before but now you have the capacity to make better decisions to realize that you were projecting onto your partner that wasn't your partner doing anything it's just you were seeing something that wasn't really there and so you know because your brain wasn't working right right and so you hear that a lot and so that's what I'm loving about this brain research and uh, research on helping people heal their brains through many modalities through again nutrition sleep movement breathing electricity connecting to nature being in flow state um and then um supplementation and then even as far as like plant medicines right like 
all this technology is there to be able to re-energize the, the body and the brain so that the same stimuli comes in and you're not going to you're going to finally get clarity you're going to see the world in a clear and charged way unlike before where the brain was in, it was just struggling to to experience all that all that data feed coming in through the like feedback loop if you know what i mean you know yeah. so so in regards to your question i think um yeah the machine's great all these other technologies and uh, modalities are great it really comes down to the person, especially when they're like suicidal, to to make the decision to live and to make the decision to find the solution. And when you're ready, it will come. But you have to make the decision to live and make the decision to want it, you know. And and that's all. These things came to me in these like these dark night of the soul rock bottom moments you know i just didn't want to live right and uh surrendered let go and just said like i don't know how i'm gonna f- figure this out. i don't know where i'm gonna go like show me whatever it is how we're even here like show me like the next step and these things would just show up you know and that's been my experience and people that have been able to access flow you know, they had that amazing grace moment where it's like, you know, I was once lost, now I'm found. Like, I literally am awake now. I can see, you know, everything makes sense. But then then you forget, and then you wake up, and you forget. It's just the cycle of life. But if you don't know that as a child or even as an adult, you just think you're a victim, mm. you know. But then you get to a place where, you have all these tools now and you realize like I need to be the driver behind my magic flow bus, right? I need to be driving and not not be hijacked or driven or something distracts me. You take responsibility and stop blaming everything outside of you and take the resources that you have. Even if you don't have much money or much resources, what you, you're in a body. As long as you're breathing and you live in a country where... You have access to a ton of resources, unlike a lot of these third world countries. You literally can like get out of the hole and make something out of yourself, you know? Well, I guess you're going to have to magic flow bust the hell out of the world so we all can learn how to keep tuned and at the flow state all the time. <laughs> well, that's the thing again with flow state because that was something that I went from being a info junkie to a bliss junkie to a flow junkie. <laughs> and even flow is not something you want to be in all the time because it's um it, it can be very manic and it's it's hard for your body to um operate at that um and that's the other brainwave state that a lot of people don't know about it's called gamma wave or gamma brainwave state it's a very high frequency it's it's the feeling you get when you have that aha light bulb moment there's a lot of energy there it's not sustainable like you literally have to develop over time to handle that amount of uh, energy running through your system it's like lightning you know and so um that you have to be careful about like wanting to be in flow all the time 
because you know there's a time to be productive but there's also a time to rest you know and those times where you're actually depressed like depression is not a bad thing it's 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 part of nature like it's like a winter time where everything's dormant but during the dormancy and the dark periods it's when everything starts to create and and germinate and so when you're depressed or you're low energy just listen to yourself take the time to rest don't try to push yourself into a state where your body's like no no i need to like chill and once you chill and you surrender to it then you just naturally like come out of that cycle into a very productive um brainwave state and then you're gonna you're gonna go through these cycles but the more that you you notice it and the more that you understand yourself you're going to be able to transition better. And so the best human beings in the world just know how to transition better. They all have their highs, their lows, their mediums. They just know how to go from one feedback loop to the next one smoother. Okay, so would it be fair to say that what we actually do need to learn is to be connected? Yeah, yeah, connected, listen. There's different words for it. You know, charge, clear, um you 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 just start to understand like the importance of uh, gratitude and your attitude right like these are the the things that we have control of again is our effort and our attitude towards things the rest we can't control and and so you know it's it's a miracle how even all these things even like happen and how people as part of their story and their journey that we all love to hear about right it's like how how did that happen when like everything was against you you know and 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 these stories we hear them over and over but you literally have to see it in your mind and and i feel like we are in some kind of weird video game like if you know in your mind this is something that you wanted to do i've seen this since i was a child and i was shy i couldn't hear i was overweight I had health challenges, I had insomnia, I was just insecure, and all these things are unfolding now, right? And I saw them when I was a kid, and now because I did one, I became confident. I could do another, I became even more confident. Oh, it's a one day, now we're going to do a two day? Oh, I, I accomplished that, I got more confident. Then I, we're going to do an international one in, in Northern Ireland? you know and then like each I took a level up like leveled up each time so it wasn't like going from like you know a to z or z you start to compound and once you understand like how the machine works and the body there's all these amazing uh what like Einstein called it like I think he said the uh eighth wonder of the world was like compound interest or something you know <laughs> you start to see like momentum and and you start to like understand like just take that first little step just tiny that doesn't feel like you're stepping outside your comfort zone you know because that's when everybody goes like deer in headlights and the more you step outside of your comfort zone you get more confident and the more confident you can get the bigger jumps you can make you know so for anybody that feels stuck, just, just take that first tiny little step. 
build the confidence. It's like a muscle. It does take time with neuroplasticity, right? It's a physical issue. It's a physical limitation, but then it becomes almost a metaphysical because once you understand how it works, you can make these like gigantic leaps as a human being in terms of like what you think you can accomplish. So, you know, I'm saying all these words, but just look at like my Instagram, Facebook, just look, it's all there. It's all evidence. The people I met, where I've been, um, just the impact, you know, and like I said, I was an info junkie. I went to every seminar. I went to, I bought thousands of dollars worth of stuff and nothing changed, you know, and sometimes it took that rock bottom for me to like wake up and say like, it's me, not that stuff, you know. Tell me this, because I'm quite conscious that we're slowly running out of time and I know you have to you have to um, be somewhere very soon and I don't want to take up too much of your time but um, you're traveling the world with this thing and helping people to realize their potential I suppose and um, are you planning on bringing this to Northern Ireland more often or if somebody would like to experience this and get a session with you, how can they find out where you are or whether you're gonna be around in their country and how can people get in touch with you and perhaps book a session? Yeah, so the best way to find me is just on uh, social media. So on Instagram is T-O-N-E-F-L-O-R-E-A-L. Um, you know, it's spelled Tone, but I pronounce it Tony. So Tony Floreal. Um, so that's Instagram. Again, uh, T-O-N-E-F-L-O-R-E-A-L uh, on Facebook. Um, so that's, that's pretty much just, you know, private message me. And uh, that's the best way. Do you have an email address that people can send you an email or just via yeah. social media? Yeah, social media is probably the best. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean the same thing, uh, T-O-N-E-F-L-O-R-E-A-L at gmail.com. So that's the other way to reach me as well. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's the goal is to, um, whether it's the machine or a magic flow bus, is to, you know, I'm, I'm like I, I use these technologies to help people discover themselves like in an instant basically so yeah i mean the goal is that we will have uh different providers in every country including um you know ireland northern ireland with the device so that sounds brilliant yeah and uh going back to magic flow bus are you planning another one in ireland or? yeah yeah 2020 um it'll probably be uh just the end of uh summer the same place you know, in uh, Crawfordsburn uh, Scout Center and uh, in, in Bangor or Helens Bay uh, in Northern Ireland. And uh, yeah, we plan on doing like a smaller ones, so like uh, mini meetups. So we'll just learn like uh, one skill, like archery for a couple hours. Um, everything is uh, family-based. Uh, we, we will do uh, next year a, a adult-only day like on Saturday, and then a family with kids, um, just, you know, everybody on a Sunday, 
basically. So that's that that's the point. Great. Yeah. So that way the adults don't feel like uh, they could just you know let their hair down and just relax and learn and not worry about their kids on that one day. And then the the second day is again, like you said, to really um, bring families together stronger. You know, and it's not just parents, kids, like relatives. You know, uh, it's powerful. Brilliant. We'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. And um, before I let you go completely, you know, I have a couple of questions that I ask all my guests. And I did tell you this is going to happen. So, Tony, what is your favorite vegetable? That one is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't tell me you don't eat vegetables. We just talked about nutrition. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, um, on the contrary, I eat a lot of vegetables. Um, I just can't pick one because uh, my favorite, again, is like salads. I love eating gigantic salads, um, all kinds of vegetables. Um, just depends on like what's available. And, uh, and things with salads, you can get creative with what you have. And you don't have to always use the same like dressing or um um, I'm a meat eater, so I like to put different types of meat sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like all vegetables. I mean, it's hard to pick one. Um, you know, the one that comes off the top of my head right now is eggplant. Or, uh, oh my or, god! Or, 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 you guys, aubergine. Aubergine. Yeah. aubergine. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love aubergines. Yeah. I've actually, I've become obsessed with them over mm -hmm. the past couple of years. Do you have any good recipe with aubergine? Um, I just like them simple, you know, with uh, olive oil and uh, sea salt, you know, or some sort of like natural salt and just right in the oven. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, just simple, you know. Um, and then being of um, like uh, Greek and Filipino like ethnicity mainly, I'm, I'm a bunch of other things like chop suey that way um, or, <laughs> or, or mixed uh, like a mutt. I... Um, there's some really yummy uh, Filipino dishes that use like aubergine or eggplant that I like, you know. So it's just more like stew based. Okay. Yeah. So there's like tomatoes in there as Maybe well and onions. I can't like I've eaten it. I've um I barely watched them prepare it. So. <laughs> oh, so it's not you cooking? It's somebody else cooking? Yeah, yeah. That's so cheating. <laughs> I know. It's funny because um you know I I. I can be a really uh, good cook. Like, you know, I've done everything from cooked food to raw food, like in, in my travels and discovery. And, um, you know, people are always like surprised when like I do find a time to like make something, which is like <laughs> hardly ever, you know, but okay. they're just like, why aren't you doing this more often? And, and I, I want to move in that direction. I want to, um, for myself and my own education, uh, learn how to grow uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, know how to harvest it in the wild. And, you know, I know this might offend a lot of like vegans out there, but like to actually like source uh, meat from the wild that like is living in the wild, not living in a horrible factory, um, killed in a horrible way. Um, but this is just part of nature is why like wolves have helped a lot of ecosystems when they brought them back. So I think humans have a role in like learning how to actually hunt and then provide like meat for the family and friends for like a whole year. 
you know, rather than just going after like traditional animal products. So that's that's kind of where I'm at, where I want to move in that direction and learn these things in case, you know, the world goes to shit, right? Um, like kind of a doomsday prepper in that way, you know, because like understanding like how governments work and and uh, politics and uh you you realize that people are people everywhere you travel. So when you talk about like Russian people, like we're we're not talking about the Russian government, we're, we're you know, or, or the U.S. government for that matter. It's literally like everybody's pretty much working hard every day to try to provide for their families, and that's everywhere around the world. So if you listen to media, and you keep getting like scared about. Like gov- we need to be scared about like governments, including our own, you know. But as people, I think we always rise to the occasion because I remember like the earthquake in San Francisco in 1989. I remember the the 91 fire in in uh, the Oakland area. I remember like 9/11, and I just remember like everybody coming together and actually like talking to each other and like there was a sense of unity and a sense kind of like fallen away. And so like, I, I like to see that come back, but without us needing like a rock bottom, like nuclear catastrophe for that to happen, you know? So that's a long winded answer says, to says, your, says your favorite water, vegetable. <laughs> for the doomsday. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we have just simple grilled aubergine. How long do you grill your aubergine for? Or uh, do, you, do you top it in half or do you just... Yeah, I usually like cut it uh, lengthwise. And um, uh, I just go by feel and, and I watch it. I don't like, I don't follow any kind of like temperature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's not too high of a temperature, but not too low, you know. And... and uh, yeah, I always just go by feel with things, and I kind of play around with things, too. But, you know, I like that, because what I had for lunch today was simply steamed green French beans with olive oil and salt. Simple, right? <laughs> that was my lunch with salad. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally there with you, simple. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I get, uh, I was said, do you get a little bit, caught up in in other things that I do and because I travel I I tend to just eat out a lot and I'm trying to uh, find a like a balance with that as well so you know um, a shout out to my girlfriend Judy she makes amazing food and and uh, I'm just grateful that uh, you know I don't have to eat out as often you know so and again, like food also creates a, a bond with uh, relationships. It brings people together. It brings people together, right? And that's one of the things at Magic Flow Best, again, is um, we actually have people. And you were there. You were providing there. your amazing <laughs> food, which, again, like everybody loved. And, um, you know, it, it, there's something powerful about eating together. And, and then you making the food with love, like you can't actually measure it. But for all of us that have eaten food from a fast food place or a place where they're just stressed out in the kitchen um, versus eating like homemade food, 
we can't put our finger on it, but we literally can taste like love in it. We can taste it tastes better for some reason and and it's it's weird like like how how do we um even begin to describe that and all the other magical things that happen in our life we just science can't catch up so like i love science but i ain't gonna wait for uh magic you know in life because science hasn't had the opportunity to prove it so um it's all about experiencing it well and on that note Thank you very much. It's been a great chat and thank you for bringing your magic to the sweet spot. Oh, my pleasure, Susanna. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I really loved this chat. And just to remind you, Tony can be found on social media under Tony Floreal or Magic Flowbus, where you can find out about his magic whereabouts and contact him with any questions or to book a session. If you want to make Tony's simple aubergine recipe, I recommend that you do and that you serve it with some lovely homemade fresh salad and pesto. And if you're not vegan, poached eggs or an egg and a fresh herb omelette is absolutely lovely with it too. Just make sure that you are using pastured eggs, preferably from a small local farmer if you can. We all know that the label free range really doesn't mean anything anymore. As always, you can download the recipe on our Facebook group page, The Sweet Spot on a Farm, in the file section, or you can get it on Instagram. If you liked this or any other episodes of this podcast, please do spend a minute or two to rate us on iTunes. It will help us reach a wider audience. Or you can simply leave us a comment on SoundCloud or social media. Have a lovely week. Uh, Go and catch some magic. Get the flow and stay healthy. Until next time, bye! As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot, music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening. <laughs>